I had always prided myself on my knowledge of predators in the wild. For years, I had been a park ranger, tracking and studying the behaviors of animals in their natural habitat. I had seen all manner of creatures, from the majestic grizzly bear to the elusive mountain lion. But nothing had prepared me for what was about to happen. It started out innocently enough. I was out on my usual patrol, checking traps and looking for signs of wildlife. The sun was setting, and I was getting ready to head back to camp when I heard a rustling in the bushes. My first thought was that it was a deer or maybe a coyote, but as I approached, I realized it was something much more dangerous. The creature was unlike anything I had ever seen before. It was about the size of a large dog, but its body was covered in thick, black fur. Its eyes were bright, glowing red, and its teeth were long and razor sharp. I knew right away that this was not a predator I had encountered before. I drew my weapon, but before I could fire, the creature was upon me. It moved with lightning-fast speed, dodging my shots and attacking with incredible ferocity. I was forced to use all of my training and experience to stay alive, but no matter what I did, the creature always seemed to be one step ahead. For days, I tried to track the creature, but it always eluded me. It seemed to be getting bolder, coming closer and closer to camp each night. I knew I had to do something before it was too late. I reached out to the government for help, and soon a team of scientists arrived at the park. They told me that they had been tracking the creature for years, but they had never been able to capture it. They believed it was some sort of genetic mutation, a predator that had evolved to be the ultimate hunter. I worked with the scientists to come up with a plan to capture the creature. We set traps and bait, but every time we thought we had it, the creature would slip away. It was like it could read our minds, anticipate our every move. In the end, the creature just vanished into the wilderness. I was left shaken and scarred, wondering if I would ever feel safe in the park again. A few years ago in my previous home, I saw a strange apparition in the hallway by my son's room. It looked like a hazy distorted image of a humanoid figure. I did not think much of it and thought it was just my mind thinking something was there that really wasn't. I occurred a few times but then one day I heard my son screaming and crying. I could tell from his cry that it was something serious and not him just being upset about something. I ran into his room and he was crying saying that there was a big scary man in his room and scaring him. It was one of the weirdest and scariest moments of my life. I knew there was no one else in the house, but could tell my son was truly terrified from whatever had just happened to him. My wife was with me when this happened and afterwards she told me she had seen the same thing I had seen but also thought nothing of it. We had a spare bedroom by the kids' room where the grandparents stayed when they were in town. They also spoke of hearing footsteps at night and voices. I personally never experienced those, but that just made the whole situation even stranger. This was back in 06-07, not sure, I was between 17 and 18 year old. Me and three friends stayed the night out in the desert of Atalanto, California. One of them lived in a trailer in the middle of nowhere which was fine because we were partying. 
something happens during the kickback and I get mad and storm off outside. I walk for a good five minutes when all of a sudden the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. I'm confused by this unintentional reaction to God only knows what. I stop walking, all wildlife stops with me, no more crickets, no owls, dead silent. I look straight ahead to my left and I see a figure about six feet, or more, move between two large cacti's and I immediately book it. I run as fast as I can knowing something is chasing me, I run inside the trailer and slam the door while screaming bloody murder and frantically and trying to tell my friends what just happened. They all started laughing thinking I was nuts but then out of nowhere you could hear a scrape running alongside the trailer, like claws on metal. Everyone freezes and we spend the rest of the night guarding all doors and windows. After that night it was never spoken of again. Has anyone experienced anything like this? A friend and I saw something several years back. It was very thin and its skin looked as if it had a full body latex suit on. Very shiny. Bone structure in its face but no eyes or orifices. You could see the ribs. Head was elongated and fingers long and pointy. Had a peculiar looking gait to it. This was late at night and the creature was directly under a security light in my friend's backyard. We had been sitting quietly in his truck. This thing walked up not noticing us. Maybe 15 feet in front of us, directly under the security light. My friend screamed and it jumped and faced us. It then took off towards the woods. We had been gone for a while and just sitting in the driveway chilling before we went in. We had actually pushed the truck to the house because we had ran out of gas right before we got back to his house. We finally got brave enough to run into the house, but the door was locked and he didn't have a key because he never locked the house. Then we go around the house to try to get through his bedroom window only to find that it was open. Not only was it open, but the screen was wadded up and shredded on the ground. Anyone have any idea what this thing could have been? This was in 1996 or 97. I've never been able to figure it out. Okay, so a few years ago, go back in 2014, I came across something that I had never seen before and still to this day, I have no idea what it was. I remember the day as if it were yesterday, it was summer and the evening was hot and sticky. My best friend Kay and I were on our way to Winchester, Ohio. She had been dating a boy and they ended up breaking up like a few days before. We were going to his house to exchange property and I was there to make sure everything went smoothly. After we did the exchange of property, we headed back to my town of Hillsboro. Winchester was like an hour or so away so it was getting dark. We were on the back roads, listening to music and just jamming out. We were what I am assuming halfway home, when we were coming over a hill. Night had fallen, on the left side of the car was long grass. Like it was super long, like taller than me. As we reached the top of the hill we saw a black figure come out of the long grass. At first we thought it was some random animal since we were in the middle of nowhere. But as we got closer we realized that it wasn't. The figure was on all fours and crawled on its hands and knees. 
I know that if it had stood up it would have been at least six feet, four inch maybe taller. When our headlights hit it we got a better look and it turned its head and looked at us. It was completely black and shiny, looking like it was dipped in tar. Its eyes were round and milky white, its mouth was full of sharp teeth. I remember my blood ran cold and Kate asked me what that was but I didn't know. She asked me what should we do. I had a strange feeling that if we stopped the car something bad was gonna happen. So I told her to floor it and don't stop. As we got closer it turned around and went back into the long grass. We haven't spoken about it since. Ever since I saw it I've been trying to rack my brain trying to figure out what it was. I have done research and have come up with nothing and just thinking about it since chills down my spine. Does anyone ever hear or seen a creature like that? This story goes back probably when I had between 10 or 12 years old I can't describe if it was either a paranormal experience or an alien experience however when O told this to my sister she told me she experienced the same thing. I couldn't sleep and I was watching Adventure Time before midnight, I can't remember the episode however something was off when suddenly the signal changed to a scene, a background of three humanoid shaped black silhouettes standing on top of a hill on the screen while behind them some strobe like red lights and black stripes were flashing rapidly, swapping positions with each other looking like sun rays or the flag of the Japanese Empire. This went on for about 10 seconds or so when a very unsettling sound was playing in the background, it was almost like a shepherd tone. I was petrified and confused on whatever the hell I just witnessed since this was never aired on the original episode and what kind of signal capturing interruption was going on because it was short and didn't mean anything, it was very odd. I felt very uncomfortable and terrified for a moment, about 30 seconds pass and behind my windows curtains I see bright but dim green light pass by. It was almost like if a car's headlight passed by but it was no car since my room is on the second floor and in front of my window there's a roof so no cars obviously but that light passing behind my window was as fast as a moving vehicle. 30 seconds later my whole room began to shake violently up and down like a very strong vibration and I couldn't sleep after an hour because I couldn't process what just happened. It's been almost 10 years and I'm telling this to my older sister detail by detail and she got goosebumps after I finished because she told me she had the same experience however an entity came to visit her. She was very lucid and said out loud is this real? Is this really happening? What is happening? She described this entity to me as looking like the little girl from the movie The Ring and she responded to her saying yes it is and you don't have to be afraid and went away. She couldn't sleep for an hour and began to cry after that hour passed. That's my story, I'll try to post the pictures of some drawings trying to recreate the event. What did I see? A couple of weeks ago on the western side of Wisconsin along a gravel road that was lightly wooded I saw a shaded figure walking nonchalantly across the road into the woods. Almost perfectly invisible except for when it passed a tree on the edge of the road. Between the whiteness of the freshly fallen snow and the dark bark of the tree. I would have completely missed it unfortunately for whatever it is. The shadow turned darker than the tree bark and was more pronounced against it. I passed by at that point and have been thinking about it ever since.
so this happened one or two years ago. My ex-friend was staying over at my house. It was pretty late at night and we were getting ready to go to bed. There's a window across from my room that leads to the backyard, in the yard is my building. The curtains were open so I closed them like I always do. While I was closing it I was something on top of the roof of my building. If you guys have watched Harry Potter think of Professor Lupin's werewolf form but pitch black. If you haven't seen it, the creature was tall, big, lanky, and completely black. It even stood out in the dark. It's hunched over on all fours and staring into my woods on the opposite side of the building. Now for some context my house is on a hill and we're surrounded by miles of woods. It's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere, we live in a neighborhood, but I'm guessing it came from the woods. As I'm staring at this thing my friend walks out from the hall and I call her over to look at it. I ask her if she sees what I'm seeing and she says yes. We kinda just stare at it for a few minutes. It doesn't move it just sits there while we're watching it absolutely terrified. My dad was asleep on our couch in the living room but we don't wake him up. We're contemplating on waking up my parents but we end up shutting the curtain and going to bed. We told my mom in the morning what we saw and she asked why we didn't wake her up but I didn't want my parents to get hurt. I never saw the thing again to this day. This isn't fake, it's a true story hope you enjoyed and any ideas on what it could have been? I can't say where this took place exactly for safety reasons but I live in a southeastern area. Late last night, my daughter, 21, her friend, 21, and I, 43, had spent the evening at a drag show in Galveston, Texas. After the show we decided to drive down to the beach for a few minutes before we headed home. The beach we usually go to was kind of a far drive from where we were and it was almost 3 a.m. so we decided to pull into a beach access that we had never been to before. I pulled in and drove around in a circle to shine the headlights in a 360 so we could kind of scope out the area before we got out. I parked next to a trash can kind of close to the dunes. As soon as we got out of the car I felt a heaviness, hard to explain, just something felt weird, and my intuition was to get back in the car immediately and leave, I wish I would have. I didn't find out until later that my daughter and her friend had the same feeling. There was no moon so the only light was from a few beach houses on the other side of the dunes. I keep a huge baton flashlight slash taser in my car so I grabbed it and we walked down to the water. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye I saw my daughter's friend turn around really fast and look back towards the car. She had heard a sound coming from the direction of the dunes. She grabbed my flashlight and pointed it towards my car and she and I both saw something standing right up against my car. Neither of us were exactly sure of what we were looking at because it seemed to fade away when the flashlight hit it. It's so hard to describe but it was like you could only see it in the edge of the light from the flashlight. Like it only existed between light and dark. I grabbed the flashlight back and shined it directly where it was standing and it was gone. Just kind of disappeared. It was very surreal. This heaviness that I felt when we first got there was suddenly unbearable and we all knew we had to leave as quickly as possible but we were all kind of frozen in fear. We slowly made our way back to the car but as we got close, 
My daughter and her friends saw the same figure crouch down next to the trash can with its back facing them. It was eerily silent as we ran to the car, jumped in, and sped off. It was complete silence in the car for a few minutes until we got down the road a bit. Then I asked if they wanted to talk about what we just saw and we all just collectively freaked the absolute F out, tears and everything. My daughter only saw it from the front for a split second but her friend and I looked directly at it and we both described exactly the same thing. Judging by the height of my car, we estimated it to be at least 6 feet 2 to 6 feet 5. It was very tall and slim. It had a human shape but the face was just kind of blank with two black spaces where eyes should be, like the eyes were there, just really sunk in. Its face kind of had the shape of a long Gandalf type beard but it was fleshy, not hair. It had really long arms, one of which was resting on the top of my car on the back passenger door. It seemed to be wearing what looked like a robe but it was part of the creature. Like his flesh was in the shape of long rope sleeves. No hands just long fleshy flaps. It was just standing there kind of slouching, like it wasn't standing up all the way. And it just stared blankly at us, almost through us. When I say a heavy feeling, we could physically feel some sort of presence as soon as we had gotten there. I personally have never felt so much anxiety, fear, and terror in my life. I have no idea what the F we saw but there is definitely a lingering worry feeling through my whole body since it happened that I can't seem to shake, my daughter says she feels the same way. Every time we talk about it we get chills. I'm super bad at drawing but I tried my best to draw what I saw. I had an encounter two summers ago in the area called Kimble Bottoms or as the locals call it the desert. Anyway I was down there at a drum circle they were having and I don't know if it was the drumming that attracted this thing or what. I was facing the water and banks of the Missouri River and it's still being light outside, around 7pm in the summer, I could see everything clearly. I thought I saw a heat signature on the opposite bank, like heat rising off a hot parking lot in the summer. This stood out to me as I'd been staring in that area. Anyway, zoning out as I went into an almost trance-like state due to the drumming, I started seeing this thing move. I stopped drumming and walked over to the edge of the bank. The more I watched the more I realized that this heat signature looked like it had arms and legs and was like swaying to the drumming still going on behind me. My friend came up and asked what I was looking at and as I pointed it out to her other people from the circle started to notice that we were pointing and staring at something across the river. More people stopped drumming and joined us at the bank. Some could see what we were seeing and others couldn't. Eventually, nobody was drumming anymore and this glimmer man had stopped swaying and was watching us watch him. More than one person had mentioned that it looked like the invisible, yet visible, alien from the movie Predator. It was after maybe three minutes of watching this invisible being, and yes many people tried taking pictures and video of it, only to not see anything when reviewing the images on their phones. Not surprising when you are trying to photograph a nearly invisible heat signature looking thing. At one point we could see this thing move back into the tall reeds and were surprised as the reeds parted. Those who didn't see the being couldn't help but see the reed part as it moved away. A few of us sat there for a good hour waiting to see if this invisible being came back, but we didn't see anything. 
However, many people freaked themselves out by talking about where this entity could be. Was it lurking in the water, walking along the shore, hiding in the trees, etc.? I have to agree they all had viable points. It was a very surreal encounter and only deepened my beliefs on things existing in the folds of what we call reality. I was 8 years old living with my parents outside of Memphis, Tennessee in the late 1950s. On this day it was a warm summer evening. My parents were next door talking to the neighbors. All the kids were running around and playing. The neighbors had a station wagon parked in their driveway and the tailgate was down. I wasn't watching what I was doing and while running I tripped and went face first into the tailgate. I split my lip all the way down from my nose through my lip. My upper lip was laid open so I had to go to the hospital. I was terrified of needles and fighting the nurses as they tried to give me a local anesthetic before stitching me up. I was a strong little kid, so three nurses pinned me down and I remember one nurse saying we're going to play cowboys and Indians. We're going to tie you up. They strapped me down, from head to toe. They gave me the shot in my lip, sewed me up, and I went home. After that, I began experiencing night terrors. I attributed that event of getting strapped down and my lip sewed up as the nexus of the night terrors. The nightmare was always consistent. I am at my grandparents' house with all my cousins, like we always did, sleeping on a pallet on their living room floor on the old rug she had there. She'd lay a blanket down and put pillows out. I would lay there with a huge rock on my chest and I can't move any part of my body. I can see up to the top of the rock and over the rock pops a figure. The face is of a character in a TV series that was popular in the late 50s called Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. It is a creepy little character, a weird puppet with a snaggle tooth. The face is looking over the rock and he's laughing at me. He's also talking to me but I can't hear him. I know he's talking because his mouth is moving. Then I see a hand come over the top of the rock, then an arm, and then a shoulder. A figure pops its head up and it's a figure with bony hands. This thing had a teardrop-shaped head and it had big black almond-shaped eyes, just like the pictures you see of an alien grey. This was before anyone had ever described alien encounters or abductions. I see this thing look over the top of the rock and it starts to come toward me. At that point, the dream stops and I would wake up in a panic. The night terrors started to wane when I matured and became an adult. I got married, started raising a family, and I didn't have that dream for almost 50-something years. That was until this past year. One night, my wife had gone out of town. I was here at home with the dogs just working and relaxing. I'll read a book for a while then I'll watch a TV show and go to bed. Well, that's what I did. That night, I had the same old nightmare return. I haven't had it for all those years. I wake up, but not in a night terror state. It's totally dark. No outside light coming through the windows. I started to think that I am still asleep and dreaming. Then I see a figure standing in the doorway of my bedroom and I see its arm up against the wall. I look at this thing and I'm again wondering if I'm awake or if I'm dreaming. 
The next thing I remember I'm walking through my house with a firearm and I'm checking the house. The dogs are not alarmed at all and are asleep in their beds. I walk back to my bedroom, put the pistol away, and get back in the bed and I fall asleep. It was probably the best night of sleep that I ever had. The nightmare I had experienced that night was exactly the same as I had those many years ago. Why I just had one more nightmare is a mystery because I have had no more since then. One quick note. A few days after this experience, I was in my office working. I had the TV on. Then I heard someone mention Fran Allison, who was the woman from the Kukla, Fran, and Ollie show. I looked up and there was the face of the ugly Ollie character from my nightmares. I didn't panic, but I quickly turned the TV off. I'm currently 30 but was about 17 at this time. I was at a friend's house, two brothers, for the second or third time, deep country. Hung out into the evening and night. The older one, in my grade, randomly brings up some bright light that shines around that isolated area. I didn't think much of it but they seemed to be down for a little night adventure. We decided to roll a blunt and go sit out in some pasture or field. We sat around talked, looked at the stars, I didn't even remember what they were talking about earlier. Suddenly, everything I could see lit up like day for a fraction of a second. It was as if a digital camera, three miles wide, was hovering above us and just snapped a picture with the flash on. I remember seeing the hills in the distance, trees, and cows here and there. It was over as soon as it started and we all looked at each other, confused. Our expressions all lead to the same reaction and all of us run. We sprinted through pastures and helped each other through barbed wire fences, just scared. According to the two brothers, this was not a rare occurrence in Milheim, Texas. We're not friends anymore, in case anyone wonders why I used that context. I don't have a single clue as to what this was, just that it happened. Freaked me out and blew my mind had me feeling like a bacterium in a petri dish for a moment. I've never heard of anything even somewhat related to this. It seems coincidental that I saw it the same day I was told about it, but that's how it happened. And now, I'm not talking about a spark or a light bulb, it was literally like clear daylight for about 2-4 seconds. Clear skies, looking at the stars all night, no lightning or thunder. There was no sound to it. In the small town of Crossland, Kentucky, humble people live simple lives and farm and sell goods to the bigger neighboring Perrier, Tennessee and Murray, Kentucky respectively. In the early 1960s, a man named Larry Orff stumbled upon the snake. Unlike anything common to the area, it was 65 feet long by length and 6 feet by width. In his words, well, I had thought it was a moonshine still until it hissed at me. A sketch of the beast was drawn by his nephew perfectly to his description. It was emerald green with irregular brown splotches on its back and underbelly. Branching off from other snake species, it had a row of human-like teeth and fangs where its insecores would be. Small spikes lined across its back and head and ended off with a crest between its eyes. As the story spread, 
journalists from around the U.S. flocked to get a glimpse of the creature that scared the residents of Crossland. Hunters and trackers also attempted to catch the creature to no avail. In 1977, an expert snake hunter finally caught the beast but was revealed as a fake as the snake was less than half the size and actually from a circus which was in the area at the time. During the era of the snake, livestock and pets mysteriously disappeared with the only remaining evidence were bells, collars, and blood. The early 80s proved the end of the snake overturn as residents of Crossland, now part of Perrier, Tennessee Sea Part 1, and their town have faded into obscurity. Before I end this off, this is 100% true. Crossland, Tennessee exists and evidence of the snake hunt can be in many local newspapers from that time and region of the Tennessee and Kentucky state line. As many wonder on about the past terror of a monstrous snake, could it happen again in those deep, dense cornfields, the dark dreary woods of the night, or the muddy, murky waters of the creeks and marshes? One thing is for sure, snake season is spring. The Duke of Edinburgh Award, Outdoors Expeditions Program in UK, director at my school told me once he was out on an expedition in Papua New Guinea with five capable teenagers doing the gold award, top tier, kit to meet royalty to receive the award etc, and an XSAS man to help the guys. They had to get a local guide to help them through the jungle. One morning, several days into the expedition, the guide isn't there when they wake up along with their maps and satellite phone, this was a few years ago so no GPS. They quickly come to terms that they are screwed, they have at best 4 days of supplies it would take 6 days to go back the way they came. I remember the Daffy director telling me it was the only time he has ever seen the SAS guy in true SAS mode he usually fooled around a bit. I'm fairly sure they followed a nearby river for a day or so and found a group of local fishermen purely by chance. The fishermen took them to a more major town and they sorted themselves out from there. I can't imagine how scary it would be to wake up six days of hiking into the middle of a jungle with essentially nothing but a compass and a few days supplies. Just to note, this was quite a long time ago before a truly strict set of rules to do with Duke of Edinburgh were established. I can't remember fully, but I think the guide's brother was badly ill. After calling the hospital, with the phone, he found his brother had only a week or so to live after a sudden bad turn in the illness. He left without a clear head in the middle of the night, forgetting to take the maps out of his pack. I think the team got a special mention in the award ceremony at Buckingham Palace and the expedition leader got some sort of award for getting them back safely. When I was three, I had my first dream that I can remember. I was in a single room tiny house furnished with a single round white table and a white chair. On the chair was a blue vase with a single daisy. One small square window with typical panels. Then there is an earthquake, shaking and destroying everything. I was terrified, until the door rang. I answered and a tall figure in a black coat, hat and no face would be there hiding a basket of kittens. I have always loved cats so I gladly accepted. Then woke up. Had the same dream every single night until I was about 13. That dream he didn't have a basket of kittens, he had a knife and killed me. 
I remember feeling it, like in my body and after I was dead he would murmur things to himself and I could hear him dragging my body. So my dreams would turn into getting killed by him every night, in different ways, never the same twice. Fast forward to 25, I met a shaman, his name is Ron Solar. Really interesting guy. He gave me holy water from the Nile and did a bunch of blessings and taught me how to cast him away, as he has dealt with people who experienced it before. Now 31, I haven't had a dream where I was killed, but sometimes if I'm feeling upset, sad, vulnerable, he makes appearances in my dreams. Side note, dreams are awesome if you aren't getting killed. After speaking with several people and trying to gather a better understanding, it seems like this energy, spirit, demon, whatever is it, attaches to your vulnerability. I clearly remember having my first dream the same time I was essayed by a babysitter and no one believed me. The assault continued till about 11 years old. That's just my experience with it. I always feel like a fool talking about this because I know it sounds ridiculous but I also feel a sense of fear when I think about it. When I was a teenager and in my early 20s, university, I had quite a lot of unexplained experiences. I didn't have anyone to guide me on how to own my sensitivities so I think I was left open to be vulnerable. Among other things, I was often visited in dreams slash visions by the so-called hat man. I always understood him to be not of God. Not Satan himself, but definitely something coming from that realm. I had a few encounters with him. No face, just a dark silhouette with a hat and overcoat, and often accompanied by small demons. In most cases these visions were extremely long ordeals and often would result in testing my faith. There was one time, I was probably around 18, in which I was in a rather surreal landscape. Very much like a dolly painting, not actually a dolly painting, but that kind of atmosphere. There was a moving staircase that was made of innumerable oddly shaped objects. Some were geometric, others were everyday objects, and all sort of moving in the same fashion as an escalator works. I was placed upon this thing and I was required to ascend it and it was not easy because the various objects were not connected to each other, but they were firmly in position, so I was able to support my body weight stepping on them like going up a flight of stairs. However, everything was in motion, the staircase also moved higher into the air and further away from the, I guess it was a sort of desert, down before clearly an unpleasant place. I seem to recall a very ruddy dusty coloration of everything. The objective was to ascend the staircase and do everything to not fall between the cracks. And the only way to ascend was through my faith in God. I remember it being arduous ans frightening, I was constantly calling out to angels and to God to help me. The hatman always just there silently watching, the little laughing imps beneath grabbing up at my ankles, every so often I'd miss my footing but then got back on again. I don't know how long it lasted but it felt like an extremely long time. Another episode he took me to an old Victorian styled house. It was night time but there was an unidentified exterior light source, a sort of yellow orange glow. Hatman was always able to communicate to me but not through words. I never felt direct fear in his presence but I was fearful whenever he would appear because I knew he was bad and that I would have to submit to another intense ordeal. 
for years after I would get anxious just thinking about him. But over time and seeing that so many other people have experienced him in guises has helped me to relax about it. Anyway, in this house, full of old objects much like you would find in a good quality antique store, I was handed this sort of goblet slash chalice that had five spherical encasings within it, about the size between a golf and tennis ball. I was made to understand that I would have to dodge a series of objects whilst catching five orbs into their specific places within the chalice. This is before I knew anything about Harry Potter and Quidditch, but you can sort of imagine it like having five snitches to catch. It was an exhausting ordeal, not in the least bit frightening, but I was besieged with tiny flying demons, various objects, and these orbs, I have no idea what they were exactly or what they were made of, or hard to catch. I ultimately caught three of five and was made to feel as though I hadn't done well enough but just enough for the time being. There was another element of testing my faith in this episode, and I remember the next day speaking to a friend about it who worshipped in a Pentecostal church and had the gift of the discernment of spirits. I am Catholic but we often shared this kind of gift and a sense of prophesy. There were other Hatman episodes when I was young which were more terrifying but I have less recollection of their exact nature. After I witnessed a demon attached to a girl I went to school with, I made a post about it in one of the forums, combined with a desire to no longer see Hatman I closed down those receptors. Haven't seen him or any demons since. A couple years ago, back when I'm high school a group of us decided to go camping by a river where we live. We could drink down there and not get in trouble, we reset up a tent and stayed up late drinking. Had a fire going let it burn down and got in the tent to go to sleep, we were awoken in approximately 3-4 in the morning the sound of really loud splashing in the water. Imagine taking long strides in a foot of water that's what it sounded like, but the water is at least 4 foot deep. We shined our flashlights out the window too scared to actually get out of the tent didn't see anything and the sound stopped so we choked it up to being a deer running by. Half asleep the sound happened again we all murmured what the F at the same time shined our lights again. This time reading out. Now this is in the Great Plains area, we all grew up here and are major outdoors people hunting, fishing, hiking you name it. So we're used to the wilderness and are completely comfortable in it. But something about this was so odd. If it were a deer or talking and lights would have ran it off. It happened one more time and I was tired and severely angry at this point so I got out shined the light around didn't see anything got the fire going and stayed up the rest of the night scanning the waters. This weekend while hunting off of Salmonberry Road off Highway 26. I was looking for bear tracks on a trail that I have hunted before, anyway, when I came out at the trail's end on one of the logging roads I decided to take a walk up the road with my fiancé. I always keep an eye on the sides of the railroads for tracks to see where an animal may have crossed. Well about a half a mile up I saw a track, with very decorable toes, 5, and I put my foot up next to the print, I am a size 12 and the print was about the same. The funny thing was, the print looked like the foot was broken and healed wrong, I do know that it was not human and it definitely was not any type of animal I hunt for. My fiancé also saw this print as well. As we first hit the trail, 
I should mention we both heard all the likes of nothing I have never heard before in my life. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end, even my fiancé said that it was the weirdest thing she ever heard. There was no noticeable odor in the air at that time. This was all in the morning at about 6.10 a.m. I will be checking this area again in about a week. I will not forget that howl or moan for as long as I live. It is Monday and I can still hear it in my head. I'm a 20-year-old female. This takes place back when I used to live in southern Indiana, like seriously, in the sticks. It was a weekend night and my best friend and I were coming home after our graveyard shift at a local waffle joint. She decided to get her dog from her house so we could stay at my place for the night. That's important later. So we start heading out into the country while I live, and to get to my house there's a long narrow dirt road you have to go down. About a mile in or so we see a truck's headlights. We get closer and it's a nice truck, probably like a 2018 at least. I can't say I know much about cars, leave me alone lol, he's parked to where he's sideways, blocking the whole path. Confused, I get out and ask if he's okay. He looked hopeful when he saw me at first I'm just waiting on a friend to come get me, my truck stuck he smiled at me and I noticed his pupils were nearly completely dialed head. He looks back to my car and sees that I have someone with me, and he looks at the dog sticking his head out the window. His smile fades. He says pit bulls are mean and nasty he quickly turns around and gets back in his truck. I go back to my friend and I'm like, put this shit in reverse and use whatever hood race skills you have to get us out of here so we take my poor 95 caddy that really shouldn't be driving on a dirt road anyway and back all the way up down that road and get back to the main road. Relieved, we take a different road home. Then, lo and behold, the same guy is parked on that road standing off to the side smiling, just looking into our headlights. We were completely about to shit ourselves and we gunned it the rest of the way home. I don't know how he got there before us or what his intentions were, but I'm thankful I wasn't alone being my naive college girl self. So I was packed in the Gila wilderness a few miles on a solo elk hunt, this was an area that you had to pack water and so it was not a friendly place. On the eleventh day of the hunt I was approaching my sawtooth teepee at the end of the day and right before dark. As I neared the teepee I noticed that it looked like the door was opened up, my first thought was that a bear ripped it open because there are plenty of them in this area. The hair on my neck immediately stood up. I had no sidearms so I grabbed an arrow out of my quiver and continued towards my teepee, to my surprise the door was not ripped open but just unzipped, I was thinking WTF. So now I'm about 20 feet from the teepee and the evening light had about 5 to 10 minutes left until dark. As I am looking into the teepee I see movement. Then some person sits up inside. Again I was like WTF. At that point I yelled with the F are you and WTF are you doing in my teepee and WTF are you doing in my sleeping bag. He replies I wasn't in your bag I was just laying down on top, I got lost and I thought the owner left it out here and went to town. So he starts to come out of the teepee and as he did I was pointing my arrow at him, I said put your hands where I can see them which he did. This guy looked wicked crazy. Long scraggy black hair, 
big yellow teeth and blood all over his clothes, he was also muttering over and over I didn't do what they said I did. LOL just kidding, he looked like a 6 feet tall 55 year old balding white guy wearing glasses, dressed in street clothes, sneakers, no backpack, no jacket, no gear at all. He said he was with his friends who had killed an elk earlier that day and he got separated. I fired off a few questions trying to make heads or tails of his story but it went in a couple directions and didn't make much sense, something was not right. As I was questioning him he just started walking away, I am like hey you can't go without a light, I have a spare light and you can just put it at the junction of the main road and I'll find it but the dude just kept walking away. Now this place is a rocky as OB and the nights at the time were super dark until about 2am, a person would not do well trying to walk around without a light. So the dude started walking away and wouldn't take any help, at that point I thought oh shit check your gear. I quickly go in the teepee and notice that all my stuff had been moved from where I had placed them and then I see that my dinner water was gone and the fare wasn't on top of my sleeping bag he was in the darn thing. I ran out of the teepee and shouted some things towards his direction, I was basically out of water and not happy about him drinking my last water for dinner, I know he probably needed it but I needed it as well, I had just covered a bunch of miles that day plus I had been up there busting my ass for 11 days. To wrap this story up, I cleaned my gear the best I could because just the thought of someone in my bag bothered me very much, I had some wet wipes and paper towels but even after that I still felt violated. Now this guy was out there in the darkness and probably wasn't very far away so I left my light on inside the teepee then sat about 20 yards away just watching and listening for about an hour in case he came back, I didn't get much rest that night. This would have happened in the late 90s. My dad and I decided to duck hunt a marsh not too far from the town he lived in. It was a good spot and late in the season, so we got there real early to get a good spot. As I remember it, nobody else was there. So we walk in a couple hundred yards and proceed tossing out deeks in the dark. We weren't talking initially but both noted the lack of sound coming from the refuge, which we know is loaded with ducks and geese. There is a smaller marsh straight south about two miles and birds generally fly between the two places in the morning. As we were finishing with decoys I notice a point of light going in a huge square pattern off in the distance. I figure above that other marsh. Pointed it out to my dad and said why would someone be up lighting fireworks today, at 4am. We kind of shrug but continue to watch it. This light was like a sparkler in the dark. It was a point of light changing color from blue to yellow to green and had a kind of trailing effect like someone writing a letter with a sparkler in the dark. Then it switched to doing a triangle shape and changing from red to pink to purple. It sped up and continued doing this for what seemed like forever but was probably no more than a minute or two. Then it just got dark again. We just kind of said that was weird and went to grass in a couple spots on shore. We get sat down to wait for daylight and notice off in the horizon to our east the entire horizon had a similar point of light alternating the reddish colors, then the bluish colors, then back again. It would light up and shut off, then move to another spot and flash and so on and so on to make a checkerboard pattern. It was doing this at a crazy speed and working its way back and forth to the west and toward us. 
It moved faster and faster until it was seemingly just across the pond and it suddenly stopped. It was completely dark for a second and then it was like a super bright flash of white light lit up the whole world like an asteroid and flew over our head from east to west. Never made a sound the entire time. The weird thing about this whole story is that at the time, we didn't really say anything to each other. It was weird to say the least, you'd think we would have been talking about it. In fact, we never said a thing about it, even though I still think about it, until a couple years ago after a few drinks on Christmas. We both recall it the same way. And both find it weird how nonchalantly we acted after it. I have no idea what that was. I didn't see a ship or aliens or something. It definitely wasn't Northern Lights, I have seen those. But I can't explain it. Most of my childhood I lived in a farmland area in southeastern Idaho with a population of 400 people. Over the years you would hear of the spooky crap that haunts the farmers out in the fields and there is two that stick out. One is of a Native American, was an actual dude that lifted a sprinkler pipe into a telephone line and died back in the 80s, and the other was of a stretchly almost seaweed type covered monster that would run with the spud truck in the early hours of spud harvest. Anyways years later I moved away but only 15 minutes away so I was able to keep my up with my friends there and visited regularly. One night in the summer while driving out to see them it was around 2am and it was pitch black out. I was speeding on a long windy road that I always take and when I took a bend to my passenger side I saw what I heard as a kid. The strikely looking monster was right there on the side of the road. It looked straight at me with its white eyes and black pupils as I stared back at it. I was going at least 70 and as I passed the monster it sprints with my car. It was at least 7 feet tall and it was just keeping pace with my car. I went up to 90 and he's still just right next to me sprinting while I was shitting myself. After a mile of this the thing veers back off into the pitch black. Got to my friend's house and I don't think I slept that night. For years have passed since then and haven't seen it but I still get creeped the f out when I take that bend at night. Never figuring out what happened on this day has always bugged me. When I was about 10 years old my younger brother, a friend the same age as me, and I were riding our bikes from my friend's house back to mine. This happened in Florida in the winter time. It was about 8 a.m. in the morning. The temperature was about 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is on the cold side for Florida. Mine and my friend's houses were about 5 miles apart. The trip could be done on sidewalks along well-traveled roads, but there was a shortcut along a secluded dirt road that ran parallel to the railroad tracks. The distance among this part was about one mile, but it would save about one half mile off the total trip. For this section, there were lots of bushes along the tracks, and sometimes, hobos would sleep in the bushes. Our parents warned us not to take this route because there had been cases where the hobos had tried to abduct, and possibly succeeded, children and sexually abused them. We always assumed that if the hobos tried that with us, we'd be able to get away. About halfway in the middle of this alternate route, which was the most secluded part of the trip, there was corn snake and a ceramic coffee mug in the middle of the dirt road. Being kids, naturally, 
we stopped to investigate. We poked the snake with a stick, and if it wasn't dead, it was a good actor. As if that wasn't strange enough, I picked up the coffee mug, which was filled to the brim with coffee and clearly had cream added to it, and the coffee was very hot. I got the creepiest feeling because I felt like we were being baited. I quietly told my brother and friend to get back on their bikes, and they didn't understand my sense of urgency. I held the coffee mug at the ready, and once they were on their bikes, I threw it into the bushes and told my brother and friend to book it, which they did. We never saw anyone, and to this day, I still do not know how someone could have gotten hot coffee into such a secluded area. The hobos were known to make fires, but we did not see or smell one, and on a cold day like that, you can usually smell a fire from a good distance. Seriously, knowing what I've told you, what's the most plausible explanation for what we saw that morning? I was camping in the Los Padres National Forest with my older brother at a spot we frequented. Before we went to bed we heard this screaming off in the hillsides. It sounded like a woman crying but screaming at the same time. We ignored it since it seemed far away and decided to go to bed. We're woken up in the middle of the night by something massive circling the tent and the same screaming. We kept still for over 30 minutes trying not to move at all. My brother and I were mind blown by the size of the visitor. It would touch the tent every one in a while, but at the very top without getting off its four feet. Eventually, it left the camp. The next morning, there were plenty of prints revealing a massive mountain lion. I'm used to seeing mountain lion tracks where I grew up, but these made anything I've seen before look small. Back in high school I would go on hikes with a small group of friends pretty often. One of my friends worked at a donut shop so he would usually bring a dozen of donuts for everyone to eat before the hike. One day we all show up to hike around 8am and it's business as usual. We all park at the usual spot, my friend shows up with the donuts, we eat the donuts and we're on our way. That day only like 5 or 6 people showed up to hike so there were leftover donuts, about 4 or 5 leftover donuts. Where we parked was distant from any road and pretty secluded so we didn't think much of just leaving the box of leftover donuts on the hood of my friend's car while we hiked. The hike back down was solely fueled by the thought of having another donut, so we were excited. When we finally got back to the cars and opened the box of donuts we saw that each donut had one single bite taken out of them, like if someone just came by and decided to try every donut and put them back. The trail was empty that day so another hiker eating our donuts was unlikely and it could have been an animal but the bite seemed to be a human's bite and the donuts were neatly put back. We figured it might have been a bum or a homeless person but even that seemed far-fetched to us. Whoever or whatever ate our donuts that day is either extremely indecisive or extremely considerate. This happened about 16 years ago and I still don't know how to wrap my head around it. So, my friend and I were sitting on my brother's bed watching TV, just chatting and hanging out. My brother had a box of metal BB pallets on the bed, we didn't bother moving cause he had his stuff everywhere. 
While we were hanging out my big German Shepherd Guinness came running into the room playfully and jumped up onto the bed causing the box of BB pallets to flip over and scatter everywhere. I still remember the sound of them hitting the hardwood floor. However as this was happening, it was as though time reversed, literally rewound and my dog ended up back on the floor as if he jumped down backwards and all the BB pallets reversed back into the box. Even Guinness had a look of confusion on his face and he ran out of the room. When we looked down there were absolutely no pallets on the ground, and the box was closed and secure on the bed. My friend also remembers this in vivid detail, otherwise I would probably convince myself it was a weird dream, but we both experienced it and remember it all these years later. We were probably 13-ish at the time. Anyone else ever experienced something like this? So recently, I have been experiencing weird phenomena and have some possible explanations for them. I want to start off that I am not on any mind-altering or hallucinogenic drugs, nor have I been diagnosed with any type of psychosis or other mental illness. The first thing happened around Christmas Eve, and around 6am I had this feeling of multiple hands, or maybe just one hand wrapping around my neck and trying to pull me out of bed. It stopped then happened again as if it was a person trying again after the first attempt failed. My first thought was a break-in, solely due to how realistic it felt. But when the sun fully came up there was no sign of forced entry or any broken doors, locks, or windows, as well as me not hearing anything in the night. This one was most likely sleep paralysis and I have wrote it off as such, as I have heard stories that are very similar and it's a relatively common thing. The second instance was last month or so, in which I briefly felt a touch around the same area, this time my arm or shoulder. I just remember the touch being super cold and icy and happened around 2am. This one was possibly a tactile hallucination, though I never heard of the sensation feeling cold it's not impossible, just unusual maybe. Now this third event is where it gets weird. Around 5am, I was jarred by the weirdest sound. It sounded exactly like a screaming horse, and was right outside my door. I live in a residential area with no farm animals. It also sounded like whatever was making the horse noise was also trying to open my door by rattling and pulling the handle. The sounds were way too clear to be an auditory hallucination. I have had those before and those can be loud, but usually only heard within my headspace. This was very clearly actually happening. It also wasn't a dream either because I was more than half awake at the time, as I have recently went back to bed after using the bathroom. The first two I have possible rational explanations. 4. But the horse noise incident I have no idea about. Does anybody here know what could be going on? Any further explanations or thoughts are welcome. I was diagnosed with a psychotic disorder last year, though my symptoms have been present for far longer. I am on olanzapine and have been stable and non-psychotic since I started the medication. Over a week ago, I performed at the behest of recent acquaintances a symbolic blood ritual. I was intoxicated at the time. That night I had a vivid lucid nightmare where I was walking through my childhood home alone at night. I came across a hole in the kitchen floor. 
it was probably about three feet across. I felt an overwhelming urge to crawl into the hole when a feeling of intense pressure on my forehead woke me. Like something was pressing into my face as I slept. Every night since then, I have woken up multiple times in a panic, overwhelmed by a sense of dread and impending doom. Each time, right before I wake up, I am frequently fully lucid in my dreams. I am overtaken by the sense someone is standing over my bed, looking at me. A few days ago, I was playing an online game when stress and grief from a recent breakup caught up to me. I turned off my PC, personal computer, and cried in the dark. An ear-splitting scream came from the space maybe two inches from my left ear. It didn't sound afraid or hurt, but utterly grief-stricken. I got up, shouting, and turned the lights on. No one and nothing was there. The following night I woke up to an odd sound coming from my closet. My closet has no door, and I can see into it from my bed as I sleep, though it is dark. It was a sound like something scraping. Like furniture being dragged across a stone floor. My room is carpeted, so that was not likely the actual source of the noise. I said out loud, I am trying to sleep, and the noise stopped. The following night I awoke to the sound again. This time, however, I saw something too. A tall figure standing in the closet, hunched over to fit under the low ceiling. I could not make out any facial features or identifiable clothing. I heard an unpleasantly loud voice which said, it's going to be okay, repeatedly. I did not take my eyes off the figure the entire time. Eventually the figure receded into the dark and I got up and turned all the lights on in my room. I am continuing to get the sense I am being watched or followed everywhere I go, though I haven't seen or heard things since then. If this is a real thing, I do not believe it to be malicious. I think it is probably very alien to me, and therefore scary. But I do not think it would be malicious. Again, I was told by multiple people on the post I made that this is probably not psychosis, so what is it? Is there any possible logical explanation? If I am being stalked by a regular human, I need you to call the police, but I am not sure what is going on. Any help is greatly appreciated.